Dr. Peaky. Welcome to the Peaky channel. Today, it's time to peek in. Before we start today, can I just say that I've launched my first YouTube channel? I've got a lot of work to do and a lot of learning, but I really wanted to create a platform where I can engage with my listeners, no matter how few. <laughs> I can't see why I can't share this, so I will. The 49 of you out there, thank you for visiting and staying. It's only been four days since I published this podcast show, and this is amazing. Liam doesn't know what my show is about, but I was telling him nobody's going to be curious about my so-called modest life. I guess I was wrong. Okay, but back to YouTube though. For now, I've been posting audio video versions of my episodes, but I'm looking to grow it by applying some of my ideas. Will you go take a look and subscribe? Send me a like. Tell me what you thought about my episodes. What did I miss in my storytelling that you want to know? I'll add the link in the episode description. Ah, uh, so where do we leave off episode one? Oh, I was reaching for my phone the next morning because that's what we millennials and younger and actually probably Gen Xers do nowadays when we first wake up in bed. What did you guys think? Did I see the diamond on the website? Let's get into it. We shortly talked last time about how diamonds have unique ID numbers engraved on them so once you buy one, it should not appear on the website anymore. Well, the next day, per usual, I opened my phone in the morning and saw that I had browsed diamonds the night before. My curiosity was burning at this point because I was thinking, oh, that's right, yesterday we talked rings and I heard him take out his credit card as I was drifting off to sleep. I refreshed the page and yes, the diamond I chose was gone. Woot woot. Day after day afterwards, I remember being at the top of my mood. I was happy, smiling at everyone, thinking to myself, I can't wait to share these news to my friends and co-workers. I've been keeping them abreast of my dating status, so I knew they'd be excited to hear that I had an update. We all know by now that our smartphones are listening to what is being said in close proximity, right? Well, not a lot of days went by when I started seeing ring photos on my Instagram feed. <laughs> and before I knew it, I was enjoying what I saw, scrolling through and through. For those of you who don't know what a ring setting is, a diamond ring setting refers to the fixture of your stone on a band. There are so many kinds, cathedral, pave, solitaire, etc. Whatever algorithm these apps use to grab people's attention seems to be working on me because I got so hooked on some of these pretty ring settings that I conjured up the urge to get mine switched out. My first thought was, the one he ordered is probably being constructed as I'm sitting here brooding. Should I forego this or should I try to get it swapped to this other setting I discovered? 
if I decide on the latter, how would I word this? How do I ask? If we switch it out, is it going to delay the engagement entirely? I got lost in my thoughts and eventually brought up the courage to playfully introduce the topic while he was watching YouTube next to me in bed and I totally just interrupted him out of the blue. <laughs> I was kind of nervous. Wouldn't you be? I remember croaking up a sentence like, can I get this setting instead, please? Then I found myself rambling with excuses like, Instagram keeps showing me all these photos and I really like this one now. His reaction is not too memorable because I'm sitting here trying to remember what he said in return or if he even said anything back. Maybe even rolled his eyes a bit thinking, oh, that was why she decided to interrupt me while I'm watching something intently on YouTube. I do recall at some point kicking the air with my legs in bed to get his attention like a little kid, dissatisfied with the way the current situation was going. So that was that. We'll see later, I guess, if he took a mental note on this. Fast forward, hmm, I think a month? No proposal yet, still waiting, fiddling my thumbs. <laughs> It does take at least a month to get a custom design finalized and crafted and then shipped, so maybe that's where the holdup is now. Which has to mean that he changed the ring order, I think. By the way, I'm a die-hard fan of a certain Julia brand. In fact, it's the one that I nudged him to get mine from. Tune into the very next episode to find out who that is. I'm super excited to introduce them, so make sure to watch out for episode 4. On another note guys, I'm pretty bummed. There's something I want to whine about. Okay, where do I start? I left my last job I loved recently for this new one that I'm at now. And I did that for a variety of reasons, but mainly it was because I was so burnt out that I was looking for a way out. As you know, from when the COVID pandemic began to emerge, healthcare professionals all around the world were hit hard at work. Some of us got COVID because of the patients we cared for, and a huge reason for that was because at the time we didn't know how to properly use the gear that we owned to care for them. Others couldn't come to work at all because our family members had to be taken care of. And the rest of us had to pick up the slack with much less personnel. Fortunately and unfortunately, I was part of the latter group. My coworkers, my supervisors, the employees I supervised pretty much all got sick at some point during these last several years. Okay, hear me out please. When my coworker got sick, I subbed in. When my staff got sick, I filled in. When my supervisor got COVID for the third time, I stepped in. 
Then another manager went on vacation for a month. And guess what? Yes. I acted on her behalf. It doesn't stop here, guys. Lord and behold, when my coworkers had to quarantine due to suspected COVID, guess who came in on their behalf? For these past several years, I did not complain at all. Instead, I was grateful to have stayed COVID free to be able to help everyone out all this time. Well, over time, my body gave out. I held on as long as I could until I realized I was losing my grip. If you were about to ask me, how did I finally know? <sighs> there were three obvious signs that weren't obvious from the beginning. The first one was brain fog. I said it and I'll say it over and over again. It's so real. Now, you might wonder if maybe I did have COVID before and brain fog is my post-COVID symptom. Yeah, nobody will ever know for sure, but what I can say for sure is I was never COVID positive each time I checked. And the other thing I know for sure is that I couldn't concentrate anymore. My work days went from enjoyable to sour. I was in meetings from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. In between, I had to fit in a lunch somehow with back-to-back -back meetings, which really was snacking, just filling in for everyone. Then I had to somehow find time to actually do my work, prepare for meetings, presentations, huddles, Slowly, it came to me that, wow, I was sitting in meetings, but everything that was being said was going out my other ear. I tried so hard to focus too, drank more caffeine than usual, got up and wiggled my legs time to time. The things that would have normally done the deed all didn't. The second sign was getting diagnosed with a medical condition. I'll have to save this topic for another episode. I learned a lot about this condition I now have, which we went over only briefly in school, and there's not a lot of lucrative options in the US to combat it. Precisely, there's really nothing other than controlling my symptoms, which I haven't found much relief in. So what does the medical condition have anything to do with my burnout and healthcare? Well, it's the probable cause for it, which is stress, and I blame burnout at work for it because there was nothing else going on in my life at that time for it to make sense. Lastly, the third sign was the lack of support from my supervisors. Rather than thanking me, and by the way, I didn't do all that I did to receive a thank you. They failed to understand. I was extremely disappointed. All the work, long hours, pure effort, no appreciation was shown even when I provided the storyline. The truth was, they were also overworked. Well, except one in particular whom I know was not. But anyways, 
It wasn't the words of affirmation that was missing for me. When I so desperately needed support and voiced it, I was given none. It was just ignore. Since you do this really well, here's more work, go do this, go do that. And so what did I do? I quit clinical practice and went completely administrative. What a different world it is. I no longer get woken up at night. I'm not on call 24 seven anymore. No need to check my phone for work notifications every 10 minutes. I can freely go on vacation somewhere without worrying about having to come into work when we have a call out. Life is great. I also get to telework 75% of the time. The fun isn't lasting forever though. Just months into this blissful time, the telework restriction came down hard. Starting in a couple weeks, I have to go in three days a week. I'm blown away about this because I live an hour away from my post. With public transit, I'm looking at two to two and a half hours each way. A total of four to four and a half hours round trip, which is actually how I currently commute there. Doing this one day a week is already difficult enough on the day of. Now, I'll have to do this times three. <laughs> to make matters worse, I just signed my lease for my unit. That's right, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's been my life for the past three to four years. Went through a big breakup after six years of that old relationship, then got burnt out from work, got sick with a chronic condition, found a lesser demanding job mentally, only to realize now it's going to be physically demanding with all the commuting. <laughs> Still not engaged yet, and that's been in the works for a year. Oh, and actually a little over a year ago, Liam and I broke up once, so there's that too to add to the mix. I do know I'm not alone though. Many people at the global level have gone through similar or worse losses than I have. If that's one of you out there listening to this, you have my sincerest condolences. I know it's been hard. And for some of us, I know it's still hard. I feel like the least we can all do is try to be understanding of each other's situations. Without empathy, a community can't sustain. <sighs> what a whirlwind it's been. In 2021, I was like, okay, this all needs to stop, but 2022 should be better because it can't get worse than this. 2022 came and I was like, what the hell? Ugh, I can't wait for 2023. Nothing feels better. Then 2023 came and well, hello, I'm going crazy now. Nothing to look forward to, just as bad as last year. But no, enough ranting. I am grateful for what I have now and where I am now. I'm serious about that. Not to change the waters suddenly, but I can't believe I'm standing still, having gone through all this stuff. Watch, 
next year something bigger might happen. <laughs> Just kidding. Wondering what I was diagnosed with? I can't wait to share too. I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you.